The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Please welcome the host of e-com experts, Shauna Siegel. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited. Holy cow, today is our 100th episode. I cannot believe it. That is so awesome. We have loved being here at Webmaster Radio, and hopefully we'll be here for another 400 episodes if I have my way. (laughs) But it's awesome. It's 100 episodes, and I'm so excited. If you're listening to our live broadcast, Today is July 9th, and if you're not in our chat room, just get in here now. Go to the top of webmasterradio.fm and click on the chat link up at the very top. You'll see the home link, you'll see the chat link, and get in here. Once you do, hit that forward slash button, type in Nick, N-I-C-K, put in a space, and then put in your name because we'd love to know who you are and love to see you in here. So we are so, so excited to see you in here. Um, I do have a little bit of sad news to share with you, and I, I, I really don't like sharing sad news, but unfortunately, sometimes we have to discuss it, but a, a good friend of ours, Ron Joan, passed away uh, June 30th. Um, he was battling cancer for a couple of months, and his, this guy was all about education. Um, he was on the board of directors um, uh, for SEMPO, which is Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization. Just an absolutely wonderful guy, and um, very, very sad to hear that, that he had passed away. And, um, you know, he taught all of us so much and was so amazing to us that um, I thought I'd go ahead and let you guys also uh, give you the link to um, the new life event where he actually was a part of it and did an absolutely amazing, amazing webinar. Absolutely amazing webinar. So I would highly recommend that you check it out if you go to uh, newlifeevent.com forward slash ron dash jones dot html and you'll be able to check out his webinar which is absolutely phenomenal on social media. So very sad to hear about that news but you know what, life goes on and, and you know, you, you things happen in your life. They happen in your life and they, um, you know, great things or horrible things can come out of situations and it's really, I feel like it's up to you which way that you go and which road that you decide to go. Um, if, for instance, several Several, several, <laughs> several years ago, um, actually it was probably about, it was over 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago, I left an abusive relationship and I started my first online store and it really did change my life. It was absolutely amazing. It was the best thing I could do. And what I wanted to do this month is to bring you other store owners who had, you know, who have fought this fought for a very long time, who, who's been in the business a long time and can bring you some really amazing information and help with your store. And our guest tonight is Michelle Chance Sangthong, and I hope I've got that right because Michelle is an experienced serial entrepreneur. She's a public speaker. And in 2001, she began her first .com and has developed uh, you know, it said on her LinkedIn seven online stores, but I think it's more than that because she is just amazing. But anyway, in 2005, she became a corporate dropout. She devoted herself to a full-time position running her online stores. And you can really learn more about her. Go to her site. It's coolshoppingideas.com. Hi, Michelle. How are you tonight? Hi, Shauna. Thank you for having me on the show and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. It, you know, it, it it feels like it's been uh, two episodes, and then it, sometimes it feels like 2,000, just like marriage, right? <laughs> <laughs> After almost 22 years, yes, I can I can attest to that. Yes. 
Did you? Yes, absolutely. So what was it that made you decide to open an online store in 2001? Well, you know, really it was a broken wallet and an idea of trying to do something on the side. Oh. I wish it was really more complicated than that. Oh, okay. So what happened with this broken wallet? What, what, What is up with that? Well, I had a wallet that someone had given me. It was fantastic because I could clip it on my hip. And I I don't typically carry a purse after I'd lost a purse several times when I was in high school. I gave up on keeping up with a purse. And and this wallet that I was was given as a gift, and then it broke. And so now I'm like, I haven't had to replace my driver's license in years. I haven't had to. (laughs) I need another wallet and could not find it anywhere. And right about that same time, my partner had been in an automobile accident, and she was not going to be able to go back and do the kind of work she used to do. And so we said, well, maybe we could figure out something that she could do on the side. And I had a background, actually, in SEO and and had been working for a a large corporation here in our city where I was a webmaster, $200 million corporations, and I managed our websites and stuff. And and, um, I thought, well, I'll just put up a website, maybe, if we can find something to sell. So she'll have something to do at home uh-huh. while she's recovering. And um, and so we, we started really looking for an idea. And it wasn't the wallet, it wasn't the idea. It was just that these two things came together at the same time. Well, we, we looked for a product, and finally this came to be what it was. Mm. was this wallet. And our first website was aperfectwallet.com because every time I used my wallet, somebody said, where'd you get that wallet? That's fantastic. I'd love to have a wallet I could clip on my hip. <laughs> It was the perfect wallet, the perfect wallet. So that's it isn't, it, isn't it strange how sometimes we come up with our names that we use? I love well, it. And, and honestly, I have to give a little props because it's not the perfect wallet. It was aperfectwallet.com because back then Google was new, and so and Yahoo was still practically a directory. Mm-hmm. And a perfect wallet comes up a lot higher than just perfect wallet or the perfect wallet in an alphabetical directory. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, a, it's an old yellow pages trick. <laughs> it is. And you know what's so funny is that's how the One Choice brand got started too. Sure. I I love it. I love it because, you know, at first I started Price Buster Software, but as I as I started like going to these directories and adding my site, I saw all of these numbers that were coming up first. And then, you know, you know how it is. Once you open up your first store, you become addicted and you have to open up a yes. second store. And I didn't want to have to get a new phone line for each and every store. So I thought, I need like a brand name that I can just answer the phone and it would cover everything that I'm doing and it needs to start with a number. And I thought, okay, that's it, one choice. And then it was like, it's for one choice for dogs and one choice for software and one choice for this. And and it was just absolutely awesome. And it got yeah, those, you know, the higher rankings because of it being alphabetical. And it's so funny that I had forgotten about that. Thank you for that great <laughs> reminder. You're, remind, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I talk about how, you know, these stores are very addicting. How long did it take you to open up your second store? Um, it was about a year to open up the second. Well, yeah, about a year. I want to say it was about a year. It is hard. It is hard to remember because we started selling the products, the second set of products on the first store. And when I, when I realized, well, actually, let me back up a second because this is what was really funny, Shauna, is the wallets didn't sell. The wallets didn't sell. Oh, we can have that happen. here here, Here, here I had spent this idea, you know, and I'd spent a whopping $795 to start my business and building websites and these kind of things. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't start a website and do all this without having any products to sell. And so I went back to the manufacturer of the wallet. And this is, and I would say, because you asked me what successes or what obstacles. Well, the first obstacle is having something that nobody's buying. Uh-huh. Even if you yes. rank well for it, it doesn't matter if nobody's buying it. You could be number one, it doesn't matter. And right. so we went we went back to the manufacturer, and, and this was really luck. And I tell people all the time, I would be rather be lucky than good because nobody I know won the lottery just because they were good. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> and, and, and so we went back to the manufacturer of this wallet that we had, 
and they had this money clip, and it's known as the smart money clip. And what we didn't really know at the time is they were advertising it on television, and they were advertising it on QVC, and they were advertising it on HSN. We had no idea. And so we, we negotiated with them to buy some, and, you know, we're a new business, and back 12 years ago, you would you were f- fearful of talking to them and saying, well, can I only order a dozen or whatever? And they said, well, just had to order 12. I was like, of the same style? He's like, no, just 12. Oh. I can order 12. I can afford that. Uh-huh. And so we immediately went to work on SEO and started selling this this product. And that was fantastic because we sold 50 money clips for every one wallet we sold. Wow. Because... Wow. Yeah, well, because there was this really neat thing called AOL, and a lot of people had AOL, and they didn't know how to use a search engine because there weren't really searches, and so you would type a keyword in AOL, mm-hmm. even even if it was a URL. And so people would see the URL on television for the commercials and the infomercials. They would come back to AOL, they would type the URL in, and they would find our site because back then your site could actually rank for a URL because it was considered a word. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. people are thanking for that. <laughs> nice. And, you know, uh, it, what's really interesting is there's so many changes going on in the search engines today. And there's so much going on where, you know, people think that the search engines are, like, against them and, you know, they're not really working for them or they're having a hard time. And what they don't realize is all of these changes have been going on for years that have affected oh, yeah. our business. Uh, years they've been affecting our business, but you've got to just grow with it and move on. And that's one of those stories that I hear, and I think, wow, I bet that was really successful for you until something happened. Until until that didn't work anymore. Right, right, Right. exactly. And and that's, but that's any business, Sean. I don't think that's special because we're in e-commerce. I think every business has, these growing pains. Every business has a change in market. You drive down any street, and, and I'm, I look now in our neighborhood, and there are types of stores opening up, and across the street, someone's opening exactly the same kind of store. Uh-huh. Well, how do you, what do you do? Uh-huh. You know, there's, there, in, in, in the little strip mall where I like to eat, there are two Japanese restaurants. Who messed up that lease? <laughs> right? and it, and yeah, you're right. And it happens just like online. You know, you would think you have this great idea, and bam, all of a sudden, everybody else has this great idea too. And no, you're right. And no matter what you're doing, what you're selling, where your business is, you have to learn to roll with the punches. So you know what? <laughs> yes. That is a great – you know what? Let's just take a real quick break. And, and let, I want to learn from you, you know, how you dealt with – those changes, how you dealt with, you know, the changes in the search engines and all that good stuff. So, guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts on webmasterradio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search 
social and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with SearchMetrics.com. That's SearchMetrics.com. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Hi, guys. We are here with Michelle Chance Sangthong, and let me tell you, she has done so much education in the e-commerce world, and I think it's one of the reasons why I really, really, really wanted her to get on here, because her education is phenomenal. She's an awesome lady. You just can't help to love her, and if you want to see her site, go to her main one, coolshoppingideas.com. So let's talk about I mean, how how do did you roll through those punches? Because, you know, I remember when I had my first online store, if you didn't have the rankings you wanted, you know, in Google, you just opened up a brand new store and you'd get rankings right away. And then, bam, one day that ended. And I'm sure just like, <laughs> like with you, you know, Yahoo or that AOL search only lasted for so long. You right. Know? So what did you do then? We started. We actually started finding more product, and and one of the things that really gave us our first big lift. And Shawna, you can laugh, and other people can laugh, but when I started, I don't know if Google existed or not. And if it did, I thought it was like some search engine for the kids in my office, and I didn't use Google, and I didn't know anything about Google. Uh-huh. And so for the first three years we were in business, we never tried to do any search optimization for Google or get links or build any of that. And so, um, honestly, one of the things that came along for us was a chance to study with the apprentice program. And I learned about this thing called Google mm-hmm. and this Google monster was kind of cool. <laughs> right? So, so when, so it's just the opposite of how things are now. of our business did not come from Google. Yet, Mm. even at that point, Google had 60% or so of the market share. We just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And so that was the next thing we did is we really started marketing our business more through Google. And we started sort of changing our business structure. We originally started with a certain idea. Things had to be lightweight. Um, and actually, like four points was really funny. We, we were very specific about these four things. It had to be lightweight. It had to be something that wouldn't break when it shipped. It had to be something you couldn't go down to the local store and buy, because why would you buy it for me if you could go down to the store and buy it? Mm-hmm. And we had to have at least a $10 margin on it, a gross margin. That was sort of how we shopped for products that we were going to sell. Mm-hmm. And it, But it's good, and I think you would ask me what would I rec- a tip I would give people. I would say know what you want. Uh-huh. Right, make a list of of does this product meet my criteria? Does this product do what I need it to do? Does it meet the needs of the customers I want to have? And I think those are important important questions to ask. But I mean, that was really it for us. Was we started looking for other products, and that began to change some because um, one of the things that did happen is. A customer one day, and listen to customers, a customer one day ordered four of these money clips or six of these money clips. And I thought, why does one guy need six money clips, right? Uh And so Michelle, being very naive, picked up the phone and called him. And I said, sir, I just wanted to be sure that you wanted six money clips. He goes, yeah, that's right. I said, if you don't mind me asking, why would you be buying six money clips? Now, remember, this is 2000. This this is still 2000. I kind of messed up in timeline there. But... um, and he said, well, they're for my groomsmen. So you're going to laugh at this next part, Shauna. But I then had to ask him, what's a groomsman? Uh-huh. And, and so he goes, we well, you know the guys that stand up with you. I was like, oh, like next to the best man there. He's like, yeah, those are groomsmen. I always thought they were best men. I had no idea. So I turned around and told Toy immediately, we do not sell money clips anymore. We now sell groomsmen's gifts because they buy six. And that's six times as much money from one sale. And so that was one of the ways that we changed early on is we paid attention to what our customers were buying and why. Oh, my gosh. That is such an – I love that story. 
I absolutely love that because, you know, so often we hear people that, you know, like with the group, I'm doing coaching now with people and I like talk to them about their products or, you know, what are your customers saying when they buy from you? What are they putting in the search? You know, what are they doing? What, you know, how are you listening to them? And they're just not listening the way that they should be. And that's such an important aspect of your online store is listening to not only what your customer wants, but what they need as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And flexible. And pure naivete. There was nothing there was nothing marketing about that. That was just I want I didn't want to ship him six money clips if he didn't want six. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on the hook for the shipping back because there was a mistake on the side or something happened. You know, and, and why would he want six? And so then I started asking those questions of customers when things, when orders were odd. I would ask those questions, and we learned. Um, we ultimately bought an engraving machine because they also engrave groomsmen's gifts. And guess what? You can charge even more for an engraved money clip than you can for a plain one. Yes. So. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, because that's the other thing is that, you know, as, as the search engines make changes, as, as your business make changes, you just have to learn and grow and, and, you know, go where, follow, I say follow the money. You know, you've got to follow that money and where it's coming in from. And I love right. that you've done that. And it sounds like you've done that from the very beginning. You know, hey, this didn't work. And what I love is that you didn't give up. You just made adjustments. That's it. That's exactly it. And and there are times where you feel like there's just nothing else that I can adjust. Mm-hmm. Really, I just, there's nothing else that I can adjust. And I, I promise you there is. Yes. Um, in fact, in fact, one of the things that I did, I think I shared, I think I shared with you guys before I wrote my first book uh, last year, I finished my first book last year, Incremental Marketing on a Micro Budget, um, based around this idea that SEO, for me, it was that SEO was difficult to do every day, right? Uh-huh. And that's being for my business, that's marketing, but, but that you have to allot time every day to do some marketing. And, and I think you have to allot time every day to have a mental time for your business and, and how am I growing my business? We get so caught up in being in our business instead mm-hmm. of working on our business. Yes. You know? um, yeah. And and it's really kind of timely. This morning I decided I'm writing my second book. And and it was really before before um, you and I had a chance to talk more about it, but, but it's going to be about some lessons that I've learned in the last few weeks from a butterfly. Oh, I love that. I love that. And let me tell you why I just love it. <laughs> um, I have, I have, you know, I saw that you were losing weight and you just blew my mind with how much weight loss that you and your partner were doing. I was okay. so proud of you guys. And I was watching and I was seeing the pictures and, you know, I just, I remember watching you and I kept thinking, man, I need to do something, man, I need to do something. But of course it wasn't until my granddaughter passed away that I finally got up off my ass, excuse me, and did something <laughs> about it, you know, and I've now I've lost 64 pounds. But, and you know, Woo! I... Thank you, thank you. By the way, how much have you guys lost together? Uh, together, we're right around the 90-pound mark still because I inched to back up, but I turned that around this past week, and I am going on my way back in the right direction towards health. Now, see, that's where I'm – this is where I had this idea that, you know, I've always said that SEO is like dieting. <laughs> there's no magic pill, you know, no. you just can't say, oh, I'm going to lose weight and that's it. You know, there's, you've got to stick with the basics. You've got to, you know, you got to eat right. You got to eat healthy. But if we think about SEO, there's a lot of things that are so much alike. And so now I, I am like, I have actually started writing a book on how SEO and dieting are the same. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You know, and it's just like you said with the weight loss. You know, you were doing a great job. You were, you know, you were following your, you were doing everything that you're supposed to. And then usually it's life happens, you know, mm-hmm. so you start gaining that weight. Well, in SEO, what happens? We work on our SEO. We work on our SEO. And then either we get too busy or life happens and we stop working on what we were doing that was bringing us in so much money. And all you have to do is just hop right back on and get to doing it. It's not a failure. You just right. redo it. And you're doing that with your dieting. Absolutely. Well, but that's, but that's our life. And that actually is what Henry taught me. 
and Henry was the butterfly. And um, and and if I can, I'll tell you the short story if you want to hear it. I uh, would. Let's uh, just take a Shana. real quick break, and okay. I want to hear about Henry. All right, okay. guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to hear about Henry because i got to hear more, and I know you guys do, too. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts on webmasterradio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to sesconference.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Welcome back. We're still here with Michelle, and go to CoolShoppingIdeas.com. Also, you might want to check her out on Facebook. You know, she's always got such wonderful, powerful stuff out there that just makes you feel good and knows that you know that you're just heading in the right direction. So I just absolutely love her. Check her out for sure. So tell me about Henry. Uh, Henry, and, and you know, Sean, if you've been following me, you know that I've been gardening, and I ended up with a lot of butterfly um, caterpillars, so caterpillars, and Henry was one of these caterpillars, and Henry went into his chrysalis, and the story with a butterfly transformation is that the caterpillar basically has to die for the butterfly to live, and that's sort of the the metaphor for it, and I don't really know that they actually die, but supposedly there's this moment in transition. Mm. And someone posted on my wall it, it, something that was really beautiful, and I'll try not to get emotional, but, but it said, just when the caterpillar thought it was over, he became a butterfly. Oh, wow. And, and for me, Henry was one of the many butterflies that had made chrysalis around my porch and patio where I have the garden area. And he had made his chrysalis in a cup. And I was really excited because I just knew I would be able to move this cup up to my patio and I would just watch Henry come out. I would see him. It's called eclosing. I would watch his eclosion and I would get to enjoy this process and share it. Well, Henry decided that he could he could eclose while I was downstairs looking at the other butterflies. And so he eclosed and came out and went through all that you have to, and then he fell off of the chrysalis. And what you, what you need to know about butterflies is that they need to hang on for at least an hour, pump their wings full of juice so that they'll be able to fly. Oh and so when I can't... Exactly. And so I, I was reading and trying to figure out what I should do because I didn't want to be, I wanted to be mindful of nature and we don't want butterfly and we don't want to, to propagate um, if there was something wrong with him or he was unhealthy. You know, I mean, 
But at the same time, I didn't know what to do. So I took Henry down to the grass and I put him in the grass and he crawled his little behind up on a piece of grass. Right. Uh. And then he fell. And then he crawled up on something else and he fell again. And he crawled up on something else and he fell again. And so the short version is, is that I decided to take Henry upstairs to my patio and I was going to protect him. But all Henry wanted to do was fly. Mm-hmm. So every time I would put Henry in a safe spot, he would fall off. Again, he would try to fly. And again, I would put him in a safe spot. And finally, one of the times that he fell off, he broke his wing. And oh. he, still, he still wanted to fly. Oh. Holy cow. I get like shivers on me for this poor little guy. Please tell me he it, flew. And he did not. He could only fly for an inch or two. And finally, I gave up putting him up high because every time I put him up high, I felt like he got hurt more. And so I let him just stay on my patio. He couldn't, just the way my patio is designed, he couldn't walk off the patio so far as I knew. And all his fluttering around, he literally ultimately removed one wing completely. And he still tried to fly. You know, you've seen that video I know everybody has about Honey Badger. Honey Badger got nothing on Henry. I'm just saying. <laughs> but but the lesson the lesson he for me and I think for store owners and for business owners and for entrepreneurs and people who are alive and want to be alive is that and, and my coach and I talked about this. I said this this butterfly just wants to fly and she goes, Because quitting is not in his nature. Mm-hmm. And she looked yeah. at me and said, and it's not in yours either. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my sh- really, sh- as short as I could do version of Henry. But I, I want to write a book about this. Yeah. sort of tell Henry's story a little bit more. Um, because I think there are a lot of lessons that I learned from Henry um, over the two weeks that I took care of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I, I so agree. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to kind of hijack the, the Henry story here with the, with the interview, but it just was very moving to me after I sat back and looked at it after the two weeks were over. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I'm, I'm honored that you shared it, the story here with us. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. And there are so many lessons to learn from that because, you know, I, I talked to so many store owners who – they just want to give up. You know, Google made those huge penguin or panda changes, and now they've, they've lost all their business, and they think that Google's the only place that they can get business. And, you know, they just want to give up, and, and you just you can't give up. You just got to keep fighting. You do. And, and Shauna, it's kind of funny now because we found ourselves uh, in, in the midst of that as well. You know, uh-huh. I would like to say that I was completely unaffected by the panda penguin one two kick you in your crotch punch, um, but we were not unaffected by that. And one of the things that I realized is back in the beginning when we first started with Google, it wasn't really very much of our business. Well, all at once, we kind of got really comfy cozy with having one source of traffic. And Dan Thies, who I know you know, is, yes. is someone who said that to me. He goes, well, are you marketing your business? He goes, if you were marketing your, or another business, would you just rely on one source of traffic? Yes. Well, no. Well, no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, and so, yep. um, and so um, I, uh, I had to start thinking about that. Well, we started looking at what the next marketing plan would be. And I think that's the, another tip I could offer is know when to begin to adapt. Yes. Figure it out. And then do something. Don't just sit and think about it. And so we weren't using very much pay-per-click at all. And so let's buy some traffic. Well, what's going on with Bing? And what's going on? Are there ways we can leverage a blog more? Are there ways we should leverage YouTube more? Are there ways we can leverage, you know, Facebook more? Uh-huh. There, there are 14 other cha- – I, I was able to sit in a matter of five minutes and name – I think we've got seven or eight channels where we weren't doing any marketing at all. Mm. And yeah. how has your re- recovery been now that you've expanded your wings? Ha, 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 ha. Sorry. I like it. I like it. Thank you. I need all the butterfly references we can, so thank you. <laughs> so what happened after you did expand those wings and go out to other markets and start advertising? 
Well, a lot of great things have happened. We found some new products. We found some product, but, but I think it's because we were paying attention, right? Yeah. We stopped sitting around, licking our wounds, feeling sorry for ourselves. Because mm-hmm. I do that, you do that. We don't want to admit it to people, and now we're going on the record. You don't have to confirm that you do that, but I've done oh, that. No, I, I, you know what I usually do when something bad happens is I go into like a little hole, and then I sit there until I in for a couple minutes or maybe even a couple days, depending on how bad it is, and then I go, screw this, I'm not a quitter, and then I go and I find the answers. I, I honestly do it. Every time. <laughs> well, and, and, that, and that was it. And so we found some products. We got some cash flowing in and really shifted some things around. Well, that cash then begets a little more cash. And it, it sort of opens up your mind to think about what else could I do. A great mm-hmm. friend of mine named Ben Mack, and he, had, he wrote a great product called Think Two Products Ahead, a great, great book called Think Two Products Ahead. But Ben always asked me to never use the word but. He likes me to, to say yes and. Mm-hmm. And, and the also, other thing he challenges me to all think about is how might I? And so instead of saying, instead of putting a negative, like really hardworking way of thinking of it, how, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. How might I use this to do that? How might I use this experience to make this better? How might I use this cash to – and open yourself up to the answers instead of shutting yourself down because you don't have to solve – get all the answers. You just need to be open to the answers that are there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So – uh, it, and it's absolutely phenomenal because, you know, there uh, there are times you're going to be kicked. There are times you're going to be down. So, uh, you know, it's your your first product started with the need for a specific product. But how have you grown your business and additional stores? You know, how did you come up with those products? Was it something that you needed, wanted, hobby, enjoyment, or just something that you went out to find what selling? Well, the, the second one was exactly like the first, well, not exactly like the first, but um, in our Yahoo stores, you know that at least at one point you were able to see the reference right in the order. Uh-huh. And I got an order in for something, and they had searched for a swallet, if I remember. And I thought, oh, no, they had bought our swallet, but they had, they had been somewhere else. Uh-huh. And I said, well, what is this product? And I went and researched the product, and I said, this is really cool. Look, only about six or seven people are selling this. I think it's pretty cool. And they drop ship. Whew, bingo, this looks like a winner, and it has a margin, and it, you can't buy it in the stores, and you know, it met all that criteria. And uh-huh. so that was our waterproof cases, and that ended up being waterproofcases.net. We started a whole line of waterproof cases. And... We we went from there and began, one of the cases actually allowed a wire port to come out of it. We paired one of the cases that they were offering with a waterproof headphone that we sourced from another place and started offering what we believe was one of the first waterproof iPod cases online with headphones. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, so, and, so, and so everything just leads to something else. Well, then that led to us having a store only about... Um, things that are, that will keep your music waterproof, and so we have waterproofmusic.com, and and so and so that's how one store sort of led to another store. Now we've tried different stores throughout the years. The last store that we have active right now is called mylittlegardenstore.com, and I garden, and so I brought in these products because I thought they were cool. I wanted to test them, and they work fantastically. And so at that same thing, though, Shauna. The part that you have to know is we also contracted some. Uh-huh. And Tim Ferriss talks about this, and a lot of other people do too, is you have to know where you're making your money. Right. And quit spending your time on things you're not making money on. Uh-huh. And so we closed. Actually, we're down to four retail stores at the moment. I need to update my profile because we weren't focusing on them, and because we weren't focusing on them, we weren't making money on them. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. we had to know when to, when to cut our losses. Right, right. And that would be another great tip, I think, is know when to cut your losses. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. Kenny and, Rogers and that, probably told our story best. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> that's fine. No, but I think that that's a hard, that is very hard to know. When do you cut those losses? You know, when do you say enough is enough? Or when do you say, you know what, no, I'm not a quitter. I can do that. 
you know, how do you, how do you, what advice would you give someone that says, how do I know the difference? Wow. That's an that's awesome question. One. That's a really hard question. Now I pay, I pay people to tell me and, um, I actually have a business coach and, and life coach and, and we had this very discussion is how do you know when it's okay to quit and how do you know when it's okay to keep going? Right. And, she recommended for me to read a book by Seth Godin called The Dip. Uh-huh. And the funny thing is, is I already had the book. I just had never read it. Uh-huh. And so I went to my bookcase and I took out this very short book called The Dip. And I had to make a decision. Because in the book, it talks about... Um, knowing when to quit and knowing when to stick. And one of the things I loved in the book is it talked about medical students. Medical students, have to, pre-med students have to take organic chemistry. Organic chemistry is the dip. It is one of the early on deciding factors of whether or not you're going to make it through medical school. So they throw it in early, they make it really hard, and if you can't pass that, there's no way you're going to be a doctor, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in our business, we had to decide, can I evolve this, and I based it on, on a lot of Seth's principles. He has four or five in the book, and I happen to have the book right here, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, perfect How perfect timing. is that? Yeah. Perfect timing. I didn't even know we would talk about the dip today. But, um, <laughs> but one, of the, one of the questions is, is this a dip? Is it a cliff, or is it a cul-de-sac? And you've got to evaluate it. And a cul-de-sac, I mean, is, is it a dead end? And then if it is a cul-de-sac, is there a way I can change it to a dip and then get up the other side? Or am I standing at the bottom of a cliff and there's just no way? Mm-hmm. And, and the book goes on. This is on page 75 in the book for anybody who's trying to find it online. But you basically go through these questions. And for me, this is what I did. And I went through these questions to find out. And I'm an avid reader. I don't read nearly as much as I would like to, but I read quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the other thing that he really talks about is, am I prepared? And I think this is probably the defining moment for most people, frankly. Am I prepared to try to be the very best in the world at what I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good, yes. He goes on to talk about, though, the world doesn't necessarily mean the Milky Way or the universe or the planet, you're, it's the world that you live in. So in the business of waterproof cases, for instance, do I plan to be the very best website for waterproof cases there is? You know, or if you're a, a knitting store or a quilting store, can I be the very best one in the quilting world there is, right? Uh-huh. And, and that's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you prepared to do the work that it's going to take to do that? Because uh-huh. it ain't going to do itself. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. And I, and that's a great question to ask. It's a phenomenal question because um someone who's in the room and I won't name names, you know, we had to we had to look at their products and we had to say, you know, you've been working on this for over a year. Is this going to pay off in the end or do you need to just do a complete 360 and change things around you know and i i was i was sad to hear that after our conversation you know they they were just heartbroken and you know didn't even know if they were going to continue and then i was so proud because after another after a week it was like okay i am continuing i'm doing this i'm getting back to work and we're going to make this happen and i was so proud to see that and know that they weren't going to give up. And I know they're going to be the very best that they can be now that they've got that direction. Right. That direction helps. <laughs> it, does, it does help. Well, and you have to, you have to, when you breathe, right? And, and I, think, I think of this like breathing. When you breathe, you take in oxygen, right? You take in all the particles that are in the air. You take everything, your lungs filter it, and your lung, the body then uses what it needs and expels the rest. Uh-huh. But sometimes we forget that expel the rest part. We forget to remove the clutter that's around us mentally, right? You know, and and part of my practice right now, honestly, is to get outside for 15 minutes a day, 15 uh-huh. consecutive minutes. Uh-huh. And you would think that might be difficult, but, you know, you're working out now. You're going places. You know, if you're if you're working from home a lot of times or even if you're working in a building, you go inside and you stay there all day. Right. 
Right. Yeah, you know, at, at 2.30 today, and this was a bad day for me. I don't normally do this. At 2.30 there, I realized I hadn't had lunch yet. Uh-huh. Yep. I did two about the same time. Because <laughs> that's when things seem to calm down is about that time. They calm down for a second, and you sit back and you go, oh, I didn't eat today. <laughs> But, you, but that's not good. And, and my coach has, has worked on me with this. For instance, I'm I'm not allowed, by choice, I'm not allowed to use technology while I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to eat while I'm using technology because Michelle found a loophole, so we had to do both. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, but so that goes back to taking care of ourselves, allowing time for our minds to be clear, allowing time for the space, our mental energy to free up, allowing ourselves to have enough sleep. And I think food is a huge difference because, you, you know, you followed me on the healthy stuff. I have been back on program for one week now, and my mental energy is completely different than it mm-hmm. was a week ago. Yes. Completely different. Yes. And I can't even begin to so describe it. Yes. Yes, I'm right there with you. I completely understand. I was I've been stuck at 64 pounds for the last for two weeks in a row. I've been just stuck, and I thought, you know, I'm in this plateau. And gosh, we do this in the business too. So you know, I had to take a break, and I and I said, you know what, I'm not going to get up every morning and go swim. I'm just it's my anniversary week. I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy, and then give my body a rest, and then I'll get back on it. But I'll tell you, in that week that I've been off. It's been absolutely, I can just feel the difference. I feel the draining. I don't have as good of ideas um, because that's one thing that happens when, when you do step out, out and away that most people who don't do it realize you come up with some pretty amazing ideas. You're still working and doing things, but you're able to do it on a much bigger level. Instead of doing, you're creating the do. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. That, that, that is it in a nutshell right there. And, and if you do not talk about that with yourself or talk about with your spouse or talk about with people who you care about. And the other, the other thing that I did in doing that and getting away from the business is I sought out mentors that are not in e-commerce. Mm, okay. Yep. But, but that I would consider successful business owners. Uh-huh. And I went to some people who are friends of mine, and I said, listen, here's what we are facing in our business, and here's how we think we can turn it around. I would like your input. And they said, bring us what a packed order looks like. Bring us this. Bring us that. And uh-huh. so I, I literally did a dog and pony show as if I were doing a bank presentation or as if I was coming up to someone to finance my business. Because in, in a way, they are, right? They're giving me their time. Right to talk about my business and they're and they're in six and seven figure or actually seven and eight figure businesses. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if they're gonna take the time and talk to me, I gotta treat it like something, right? And I wore yes. my suit and everything and they're like, You're wearing a suit jacket. I was like, it's a big deal. This is a big yeah. day. And so I would I say that's that. another tip I would offer is to seek people that are not in e-commerce because they're not they don't see it the same way you do. You know, when we go to our conferences and events, we all bemoan the problems that we have in our business and we all gripe and complain about search and we gripe and complain about vendors and we gripe and complain about fees and la 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 and we get so caught up in this voice and this cycle and and so for instance for me my friend looked at me and she goes well how do you ship an order out and I showed her the package she goes this is what you sent Uh. and I was like yeah (laughs) she said no really this is how you send this to a customer. And I'm like, uh, yeah, she goes, this is not good. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Well, That's hard to hear. It was very hard to hear. It was very, but guess what? She was right. Uh, I'm sending out packages every day with a packing slip and a Yahoo store owners. We are the laziest. We are the laziest. There's a good enough packing slip that comes out of the system. It doesn't have our contact information on there. It doesn't have a logo on there. There's no branding on there. Right? Uh-huh. Just put it in the bag and let it go. Uh-huh. Well, she says, well, how do they call you if there's a problem? Well, I'm hoping they don't call me. She says, well, 
you know. And so I had to go through these kind of questions, right? And and so and so now for me, I'm reevaluating our pack slip, and that sounds like something small, but guess what? If ten of, out of ten customers, one of them came back to me in two months because I had a pack slip, was it worth it? Yes, I say yes. Yes, yes, love it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and something simple like that, because actually it was talking to my grandfather um, who said to me, you know, uh, um, when I sold furniture, um, when we sold our furniture, we actually, we would send a thank you card right away. And we would hand write our thank you cards um, because, you know, they're they're taking the time to purchase from us and this is what we did. And I thought, you know, that is something that I need to do in my own business is write a hand thank you card. And the responses that we received from that hand thank you card, and it really doesn't take that long to write, even just a simple thank you on the slip, something just letting them know you appreciate them. It, it right. had a wonderful return of investment when we looked at how much our um, you know, repeat orders increased just by making that simple change. Right. Absolutely. And you bring up something when you say repeat orders that I have sucked at. Is it okay to say that word? I apologize. Yes, yes I've please. sucked at it. I have sucked at repeat business. Mm. We so all, all have. My great, all my great success has been on finding new customers every time. I mean, mm-hmm. a small percentage of our business has, has some repeat customers, but not because I've done anything special. Right. You know, I, I would love to take credit for that. So there's there's this whole idea of, of recontacting the customer. There's the idea of the follow-up. There's the idea of the postcard, right? Um, there are all these offline ways that you can follow up with a customer. Well, if a customer ordered a $1,000 order, how about picking up the phone and calling them? Yes. Yes. You know, when when yes. NBC calls you and says, and, and this has happened, and this was a true story, NBC called. They needed, they needed some waterproof cases for someone who was going to be somewhere in the world. They're not allowed to say who or where they were but they needed waterproof cases for some anchor that was going to be somewhere in the world. And they called and said, oh, the warehouse is in New York. Can we pick them up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a dropship warehouse. i got to figure this out. And, but, yeah. it, but it was a large order, and I called my people, and, and they called their people, and somebody got off their duff at the vendor and went and took care of it for me. Uh, and you and need that to get me a nice Christmas present this year. Yeah, um, and so, and so you find ways to help them, right? You, do. you have to find ways to do that. And and so, my bad. Have I followed up with the producer at NBC again to see if they need no, anything but else? You need no. To. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know what? Brasco is yelling at me. He's saying I got 60 seconds left, and I didn't even want to end, and I wanted to just keep on going. So I have a favor. New Life event sure. is coming up in August. Will you join us and be there and do some more education with me? If the scheduling works, absolutely, Shauna. I would love to. I enjoyed it a couple of years ago, and it was fantastic, and I, I can't oh. wait. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. If not, we'll bring you back here and learn more. And um, sorry, guys, we are down to the very last second. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. You are awesome. You are wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing such great stuff. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Guys, I hate to cut off, but man, that 55 minutes just went by way too quick. And I just love talking to her. We could have probably talked for hours and hours and hours. So we are going to end it now. And I hope you'll join me next week when we have another successful store owner. And we are going to learn lots from them as well. You guys have a wonderful week. And I'll see you next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for another edition of Ecom Experts. 